Welcome to Six Pack. I'm your host, Erin Inselman. This is an uncut show that supports parents in the enjoyment of raising children and having the fire and spirit to do life, with a side of sarcasm and humor, of course. I'm a mom of six, a wife, and a business owner in the health and fitness industry. Each week, myself and other experts will be sharing pointers and stories on parenting, self-growth, health and fitness, and relationships. Join me for this real and raw show dedicated to sharing tips, tribulations, and the triumphs of everyday life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the first recording of the Six Pack Podcast. I am super excited about launching my own podcast. It has been something that I have wanted to do for a couple of years now, but to be quite honest, I let fear get in the way. In fact, it's kind of funny today. I was just listening to a podcast from Brene Brown. And if you have not listened to Brene Brown, um, I would suggest subscribing and starting to listen to her podcast. She podcasted a long time ago and then just recently kind of has launched a new series and she is um, very down to earth. Absolutely amazing. Anyway, when I was listening today, it really resonated with me. She came up with a term that she uses called the FFT. And that represents and stands for effing first times. So this is my effing first time doing anything like this. And I got to tell you, I'm scared as hell to do it. But I feel that I have things that I can share and ways that I can connect with people from all over that, you know, hopefully I can bring a little bit of humor, a little bit of joy, a little bit of real and raw emotion and vulnerability into your lives again. And I will get, I know I will get the same thing back from you. So once again, thank you so much for joining me here today on my, my first launch of my podcast. So how this all came about. Well, I went to a Tony Robbins event called Date with Destiny a little less than a year ago. And we worked through a process of writing down some of our goals and our outcomes. And uh, one of the things that I put on there was starting my own podcast. So this was the first time that actually I had ever verbalized it. I had written it down. It was always something that had played in my head over and over, but I just never had the courage or the confidence, I guess, to to do it. Of course, you know, I would have conversations in my head over and over of, oh, I could talk about this and this and this. And then that doubt would set in. And that voice in my head would tell me, who wants to listen to you? Why would um, anybody even join your podcast? And so being at that event, I realized that one, that was myself and my limiting factor. And I needed to overcome that. And so I met so many wonderful and beautiful people there that gave me so much value and that helped me realize that I also have value to offer. So I made a commitment that I would just go for it. And then I got home from the event. And those of you that ever gone to conferences or different events before, you know that once you leave that event and you come home to your real world, so to speak... Things get really crazy. Sometimes that stuff that either you learned or things that you had set for yourself get pushed aside a little bit. And that's what happened. And so oddly enough, I one day was listening to another podcast. I am a bit of a podcast junkie, by the way. I love to listen to podcasts when I run. I love to listen to it when I'm cleaning, when I'm at work, when I'm in the car driving. 
I just happened to kind of stumble across a podcast that offered a course in how to begin your own podcast. And I thought, this is it. I've got, I've got to try this because I've been looking things up. I've been reading things online, but I never could quite navigate it on my own to do it myself. So I thought, you know what? If I sign up for a course, there's structure involved. And Michelle Soreo has, she has a podcast of her own, but she has launched this course in addition to many other things that she has in place right now, masterminds and just a variety and an array of personal growth opportunities for people. So I took a chance. There's There were 30 of us in the class. It was all done through Zoom. And let me tell you, she has held me so accountable. Not only has she held me accountable, but she made me realize that I need to not be so hard on myself, that this does not have to be perfect at all. It's just about getting your message out there. It's about adding value to other people's lives. And it doesn't need to be an A+. Give yourself some ease and grace, as she would call it, to navigate through this. So she has been absolutely wonderful. The course and her team have been absolutely amazing. Like I said, it has given me deadlines and pushed me out of my comfort zone, which is very similar to what Brene Brene Brown was speaking about this morning when I was listening to it was effing first times where this is my freaking first time that I've ever done anything like this. And it is so uncomfortable. In fact, I have to tell you, so if you listen to my intro, you know that I am a mom of six. So my house is nuts and it is chaos, controlled chaos, I'll say, but I'm up here in my bedroom closet. I'm in my bedroom closet, actually kind of hiding from my small children and my big children, because I know that at any given time, somebody's going to need something. So I told my husband, I said, okay, I'm going upstairs. I'm going in the closet and I'm recording my first podcast. Could you please, please just keep the kids downstairs? Then I made the mistake of telling a couple of our younger ones, mommy's going upstairs. I'm going to be in the closet and I'm going to be recording my podcast. Of course, there were 20 questions. Well, how long is it going to take? And I know if I see this closet door turn and open, I'm just hoping that you don't hear their little voices as they come in. Because sometimes on some of my recordings that I've had like for my intro and my outro, they just sat here and they watched me. And it's been so fun because as I've gotten equipment to do the podcast, the microphones and setting up um, GarageBand or Audacity or what those of you that are kind of familiar with podcasts, whatever forms of tools that you use, when that microphone was first delivered, my kids had so much fun with it. They come up and they listen to YouTube videos, you know, the sing-along ones. Of course, it's always Disney and it's always some kind of Disney show tunes, but they are up here on my computer launching YouTube videos with the lyrics, just singing their hearts out into the microphone. So to be honest, sometimes they'll be up here 30, 45, an hour, hour and a half. And I'm like, this is actually the greatest thing in the world. I can actually go and get something done. So to kind of back up a little bit today, I just kind of wanted to give you a little bit of an introduction of who I am and hopefully the value that I can add to you as uh, we go through each podcast as well. So to kind of start from the beginning of, well, I'm going to just start from the beginning of 
of my family life. I grew up as an athlete and I played a collegiate sport and I met my husband at a very young age. Well, he and I married um, when I was 20. Now, my husband, Brian, he's a little bit older than I am, so he had already graduated from college. We married, and that very same weekend, we actually moved from the Midwest all the way up to Washington State in Vancouver for a job that he had had. While we were in Washington, we actually delivered our first daughter. She is now 22 years old. Her name is Brianne, and she is an engineering student in her last year and architectural engineering, and she uh, then will have grad school after she graduates here coming up in the next month. So we had our first child, and I had always grown up in the Midwest. My parents were both teachers, and so I had never moved. I'd never gone anywhere before. I grew up around my grandparents. I grew up around cousins. I grew up around family, and my husband's family was military, so he grew up moving around a lot. After our daughter was born, I kind of hit a wall and I was like, oh, I cannot freaking do this. I can't do this on my own. Like, I need my mom. I need my mom and my dad and I need his mom and his dad. And I want our kid to be raised around around family because I had valued that. And I had been brought up that way. And my husband, the wonderful, loving and giving man that he is, recognized that. And within... I think six weeks, if I remember right, after Brienne was born, he put me on a plane. She and I, we flew back to the Midwest and he packed up all of our belongings and his brother came down to meet him and they moved all of our stuff back. We've been back in the Midwest ever since. And I have to tell you, I'm so grateful, also so, so blessed that all of our children have been able to grow up around their aunts and their uncles and their grandparents and for them to be part of their lives almost daily. And you know, the saying that it it takes a village, it absolutely takes a village. And I am so blessed because we all have something different to offer. And we all have raised our kids differently from my parents to his parents to aunts and uncles. And I just think it's been a really good thing for my kids to see and be a part of and experience the different ways of of loving, the different ways of parenting, the different ways of socializing, the different ways of forming relationships with people. For those of you that are able to experience that, I'm sure you can kind of identify with it. And for those of you that aren't or have not been able to experience that, I hope that you've been able to at least use social media connections to be able to connect with family. In fact, I do have a sister that lives in England. We have definitely made an effort to make sure that our kids have a very good relationship and that we have a very good relationship. We all are on uh, group text together through WhatsApp, and I don't think a day goes by where one of us don't comment on something or or connect with each other. And thanks to Zoom and Skype and FaceTime. Our kids have been able to constantly know what's going on in each other's lives and learn about each other's culture also. So I also have another sister who only lives a few hours from me. So we get to see her often and her children are older and grown and they actually still live in the same community that I live in. So I'm so grateful that I'm still able to be close with my niece and my nephews and to be honest, uh, and we'll go into relationships a little bit in another podcast, but I'm just, I'm so grateful for that. So 
backing back up, after I had my second daughter, her name is Cameron, and she is actually 20. She actually was also a collegiate athlete and um, then just kind of had a shift in understanding possibly what she wanted to not go into and go into as far as education and realized that the traditional education route was not really for her. So she is actually working on Reiki and yoga certifications and certifications through Master Co. For those of you who are familiar with meditation and and Master Co. as well. So she just kind of had an aha moment that the things that she really wasn't able to or the things that she wanted to do, she really wasn't able to get through traditional college And that was something that probably a couple years ago that her dad and I probably would have frowned upon. But we ourselves have kind of expanded and learned a lot about uh, just ourselves in life over these last couple years on some things that we've gone through together that I'm totally okay with it. Like, I just want her to follow what she wants to follow and be happy about it. So I was teaching elementary Of course, I became pregnant again with our third child, and he was born as I was just finishing up classroom teaching and working on a first master's degree in reading and literacy. And I thought that he was going to be our last. His name is Colt, and he is 17 years old now. Oh, what a sweet baby boy he was. And he's just, he's a wonderful young man. He actually attends a boarding school in Florida at IMG Academy. He plays football there. And it was, again, something I never even had thought would be, one, a possibility. And two, the thought of letting my son leave my house at such a young age. So as a sophomore in high school, he made the decision to kind of follow a dream that he had to see if he actually had what it takes to make it at a top level performing high school for football. And I could not be more proud of that boy. It's a high academic school. They make those kids um, so accountable. They have half their day where they do their sport and the other half of the day where they um, focus on their academics. And so, like I said, I am just so proud of that young man and the great man that he is becoming. Then I put my career first for a while. I moved up to different positions to where I was a reading specialist and then for a couple of years. And then after that, I was working at the district level with all of our reading reading teachers, reading specialists within the district and helping with our reading curriculum. Then from there, I continued to work with all areas of curriculum in working with training teachers and taking them through the process of curriculum writing. And... It seemed like every couple of years I was, I had a new position or a different type of job and there was just constant change, but it was something that like personally, I really just thrive on. And I've noticed that pattern in my life. It seems like every couple of years, if I don't have something that's creating movement or discomfort or change, then I just feel um, like I'm not growing inside. And so as my career continued to evolve, my three kids got older, of course, um, the two girls and my son. But from the time they were little, even when I would drop them off at, at the babysitter, I always just felt so much guilt as a parent. I felt so bad that I was that I was leaving my babies and I had the most amazing caregivers 
but I still felt like there was that piece that was missing from myself. And then as my position continued to grow, I would always like have to stop in the middle of a meeting and make a call to call on my mom or call on the babysitter and say, listen, I'm running a little later. This meeting's running over. And I just, I hated that feeling. I hated, I felt that wasn't fair to the kids, but I hated that feeling always like asking someone else and depending on someone else to do the job that I felt that I was supposed to be doing. And so that was something that I kind of always battled with when I was working as a, as a working parent. It was something I didn't like about myself, but you know, it paid the bills. And to be quite honest, when my husband visited, finished physical therapy school, we knew right away that he was going to start his own business. He wasn't going to go and work for someone else. Uh, He was an older grad in graduating from physical therapy school. That wasn't his first degree. And so opening your business, for those of you that have done that, it is, it is crazy tough. You know, that scene where everybody wants to own their own business. No, you actually own your own business. It was years and years of, of no income, of us living off of a teacher's salary. I mean, at one point, I remember when uh, Brienne, our first daughter, was in kindergarten and my husband was just uh, in PT school still. And I mean, we sold our cars, everything just to kind of get by. And I, we qualified for free and reduced lunch. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, I work in the school district that my child goes to and my child qualifies for free and reduced lunch. And I had so much pride that I didn't take it. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, screw this. Nope, I need to go get another degree because those of you that understand education, the more degrees that you have allows you to make more money. So I started working on my third degree. So um, my second master's degree in administration because there was no way that I was going to let my family go through that. Not only that, but I had such a deep desire in leadership that I really, really wanted to be an administrator. And I really wanted to to have that leadership role. So I worked my way up. I loved it. It was great. But then it got to a point where business was doing well. My husband was just a sole physical therapist where we had a small clinic and things were good. Things were stable. And we had a conversation one day that, hey, wait a minute, didn't we want a bigger family than three? And at that point, I'd one in middle school and two in elementary school. It just kind of dawned on both of us that, oh, yeah, let's, you know what, let's have one more. But the thing was, is that I had really wanted to at least try to stay home with the kids. I knew financially it would be tough. But it was something that I just felt like I never got to experience because we were married so young and it was like baby after baby after baby. And I wanted to have that experience for myself. So we agreed to try and have another child, even though I was late, late in my 30s. We had our fourth child and her name is Aiden. And at that point, financially, we were doing pretty well that we made the decision for me to take a year's leave of absence from my position. And I knew taking a year's leave in the position that I was in, that that could mean that I don't get that position back and that I could potentially even have to go back to the classroom. But it was something that I had wanted to do and a risk that I was willing to take to be able to have that experience of staying at home with my daughter 
and something that I really felt that I kind of missed with the older three. And so after a year's time was up, I asked for another year of extended leave because I just wasn't quite ready. And I was denied that that second year. And so I decided to resign from my position in education. And though it was one of the toughest things that I did, it's been one of the best things that I have ever done. We have had a lot of obstacles since then, not only financially, but just emotionally as well. Um, It was very difficult for me to just go, go, go all the time, have a career, feel like I'm, you know, making a difference in society to just being at home and taking on that job as a stay-at-home mom. So I have worn both hats. I have been the career mom. I have been a stay-at-home mom. And now I am in business with my husband. So I've worn a lot of different hats when it comes to being a parent and being a working parent as well. So after our fourth child was born, a few years after that, we decided that, you know what, she kind of feels like an only child because the other three are so much older and there's such a gap. So, you know, maybe a fifth one wouldn't be such a bad idea so that she didn't grow up spoiled or she wasn't like the only one or she had a playmate. You know, of course, all this conversation and all this thoughts within that. So we tried again, then I'm in my 40s now. And we're trying for number five. And it wasn't as easy to get pregnant this time. And so I was even put on um, some different types of medication to be able to help me conceive. And after over a year of trying, we were very blessed with little girl, child number five. So that would be our fourth girl. And her name is Danny. And she is now currently four years old. And so from there, you know, I thought we're good. We're done. Five. Holy crap. Five. Five is a ton. Like five is a gaggle. Like it's, it's a lot uh, to deal with and a lot to have. And at that point, then I was still kind of feeling like I loved being stay at home, but like that was all I was doing. So I started to help with our business a little bit more. And because we have the sports training aspect of it, and I have a little bit of background in that, I also love to participate in a lot of extracurricular things. So at that point, I was competing in triathlons. So I'm like, hey, hun, let's let's put on our own triathlon. So in our community, they we had never done it. Nobody had done anything like that before. So we put on a great triathlon, uh, just a sprint triathlon using the resources we had in our in our community. And then we put on a kids triathlon as well. And we did that for a number of years. And I really enjoyed being a part of of the business and watching the business grow into something a little bit more than than currently what it was. So we had made the decision that he and I joined forces and that I start working, that we start working actually together in growing the business into being something bigger than um, just a physical therapy clinic and, and expanding. So during the time of a pretty sufficient sus- expansion that we had, surprise, I was pregnant again with baby number six and She was not planned, but oh, what a sweetheart she is and what a blessing. Her name is Ashton and she is two. So altogether, we have six children. We have Brianne, who is 22. We have Cameron, who is 20. We have Colt and he is 17. 
We have Aiden, and she is eight. We have Danny, and she is four, and Ashton, and Ashton is two years old. And to not make it crazy enough, because, you know, like we didn't have enough freaking stuff going on about five months ago, I added a Great Pyrenees to the mix. Her name is Phoebe. She is eight months old now, and she is just a doll. She is so sweet and so loving, and it's kind of our our second venture with with a pet, but the first pet that our younger three have had. And so she has kind of completed, I feel, our circle. And so there's a lot going on in this house. And if you're listening to this kind of in real time, you know the trials and tribulations that are going on here in our society and in our nation. And right now we are kind of all under one roof. Like I said, we live in the Midwest and we are actually in an area that has not been hit as gravely as some of our surrounding communities on the East and the West Coast. And so we actually are still able right now to keep our business open with a lot of restrictions and a huge amount of effort to keep everyone safe safe and healthy. But we're able still to give the clients some of the services that they need, whether it's through video chats or e-conferencing or some of them even coming in and receiving the treatment that they need. So very, very grateful right now that we're able to still keep our clinic doors open and continue to help those in our community um, that need help through some rehabilitation and some trials that they have been through and that they still need to continue to recover and get healthy on. So we are only making those. It's pretty much work and home right now. And the kids the younger three have actually not been out of the house, you know, for a couple of weeks. I shouldn't say been out of the house. I mean, like we let them out in the backyard, but they haven't been out in the community for um, a couple of weeks now, but they're doing really well and got the homeschooling thing down. So I've kind of cut my hours as far as going to work. I'm doing as much work as I can from home while Brian is still kind of going and keeping the doors open. I'm still there every day, but I am... They're really early in the morning. Like I had mentioned before, it's a it's a sports training facility, but we also run group training classes. So I am a certified personal trainer and fitness instructor as well. And so I run a class that we have in the morning and then I run a class that we have in the afternoon. And we've been able to, you know, still have some of those small classes, less than 10 come in. And then um, we also have experience now with remote fitness classes. So we get everybody in on a Zoom call and then that way they can work out from home. That's something that on another, obviously on a couple other podcasts, I mean, I will, we'll talk about the health and fitness part of life as well, especially with juggling everything as a parent and not always having that time to put um, things for yourself first. So, oh, that was a lot. I feel like I talked about my kids the most, but to be honest, that's like, my number one. And that was kind of even the, the reasoning behind the name that I chose. You know, I chose six pack. I chose six pack for a couple reasons. Um, one, I have six kids and oh my God, they are my pack. They're, they are my everything. Two, long time ago, I actually used to have a six pack. Not now, not so much anymore after six babies, but I still love fitness and I just feel the value and how it's so important in just our mindfulness. And so fitness is something that's a part of my everyday life. 
And then the third reason I kind of chose it was because, uh, to be honest, there's a lot of days I could probably drink a six pack. Life gets so nuts and so crazy that sometimes I just feel like, God, I need a drink. So that's kind of the the reason I chose the name Six Pack was it kind of identified with some areas in my life that I felt gave myself value or or showed who I was a little bit. So I want to thank you so much for joining me on this first podcast. And things to come is that, well, I do have to say that this podcast might not always be PG. I'm going to try to keep it PG, but to be honest, when I get going and when I get passionate about something, my friends will tell you that sometimes the F word just flies out of my mouth. So I'm going to try to make it PG because I know that a lot of times, you know, me listening in the car, kids might be around, but I cannot always guarantee that. So there may be some explicit language that's used once in a while, or when we get into relationships, there might be some discussion that, of course, doesn't go along that PG or even PG-13 level. My hope is that every time you listen to this podcast, that I add some type of value for you, or you feel some type of connection that we can connect in some way, whether it's on parenting, whether it's on uh, health and fitness, relationships, the struggles even that I'm going through as a parent. I mess up every single day as a parent. And I think the one thing that really just pisses me off is our society is so judgmental when it comes to parenting. And for the most part, I think we're all trying to just do the best we can. Yeah, there's a ton of parenting books out there, but really it's just all about going through it one day at a time. And having six kids, let me tell you, all six of them are so different, so different. So I hope that through some of the stories and experiences that I have had with all the different levels that they're at from college to almost graduating, I mean, our oldest will be, you know, graduating here soon to having one that I'm just now starting to potty train again, I want to be able to share some of the the failures and some of the successes and exciting things and conversations that I've had with my kids, you know, possibly to add some value to you, um, but possibly also to help you feel like, I mean, as long as you're loving them and it's really coming from a good place, I think we need to not be so hard on ourselves. Then when it comes to health and fitness, I just want to share with you some of the routines that I have, whether it's the mental aspect of things and keeping my mind right to the health and nutrition, the food, the exercise, of course, relationships. My husband and I have been together 23 years and it's not like it's always been easy. I mean, there is ups and downs. We work together now. And so just sharing some things that we've been through in relationships as well. And then also relationships that we have with the people around us. You know, both of us live close to our parents and that's not always an easy thing. And it's not always something that's for everyone is to have I mean, we have aunts and uncles and cousins and grandmas and grandpas, you know, all within like 20 miles for the most part. And so I just kind of had to had to roll with that and deal with that a little bit more and value that relationship that you have and that love that you have for each other every day. So again, thank you for allowing me to speak with you today. Um, thank you for allowing me to be vulnerable and for following and walking in this journey with me. My hope is that um, each podcast that I can connect with you, whether it's myself solely on the podcast or whether it's 
different experts that I bring on that we interview on life coaching and health and fitness and even uh, bringing my teenage kids on to talk about maybe some struggles that they have that could, you know, give um, a connection with with a child that you have as well. So I am blessed that you were listening. Please click and subscribe. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Six Pack. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard today. Please share this episode with a friend. And if you haven't already, click subscribe. Rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Have a beautiful week and tell the important people in your life just how much you care about them. Much love and blessings to you all.